Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 239 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways as we read your word. Help us learn more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching us in Luke chapter 17. Jesus talks about sin, both the temptation to sin and the forgiveness of it. He warns that temptation will always come, and he warns about bringing temptation to others. Jesus also tells the disciples to forgive one another for as many sins as they commit against one another if the person is truly repentant. The disciples see the need for more faith in all of this. Jesus told them that if they had the smallest amount of faith, faith as small as a mustard seed, they could tell a mulberry tree to be pulled up by its roots and be planted in the ocean and it would obey them. While a mustard seed is only about one to two millimeters, it is extremely small and the mulberry trees have incredibly strong root systems. Imagine the smallest amount of faith having that kind of massive ability. May God bless us with more faith today. Jesus heals 10 lepers and only one of them thanked him. Jesus told him, get up and go on your way. Your faith, your trust and confidence that spring from your belief in God has restored you to health. We see faith in action here. Again, may God grant us more faith. One of my favorite verses comes next and is both starred and underlined in my Bible. In verse 20, the Pharisees asked Jesus when the kingdom of God would come. He said, the kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with visible display, nor will people say, look, here it is, or see, it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in your hearts and among you, surrounding you. We are highly blessed to have the Holy Spirit reside in our hearts, bringing the kingdom of heaven to us here and now. May we praise God and his son Jesus today. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching the Corinthians in chapter 8. Paul addresses giving to the church. He was raising money for the poor people in Jerusalem, not for himself. The churches in Macedonia were giving beyond their financial ability. It wasn't actually much in monetary value, but they weren't rich people. However, they gave more than was required of them, and they were excited about doing so. They considered it a privilege to give. Paul challenged the Corinthian church to make good on their giving. They had committed to giving over a year ago, and it was time to bring it to fruition. He goes on to explain their giving would help those who were destitute. And if they should experience lack in the future, then they would receive as well. The churches helped each other as they had need. Lastly, he reminded them that Jesus came from all the glory in heaven to live a rather poor life here on earth for them. He calls it grace. By God's grace, they and we are saved. And by his grace, we are cared for. May the Lord help us be generous to those in need. And may we know that God is taking care of our needs. Well, let's see what Solomon writes about in Ecclesiastes chapter 7. This is another rather dismal chapter, starting with the idea that death is better than birth. However, Paul wrote that to die is gain. As believers, our death releases us from the burdens we carry, and we are granted a place in heaven. Still, Solomon's outlook is rather bleak. In verse 23, Solomon admits that he has tried to be wise independent of God, but he was unable to do it. Wisdom comes from God and cannot be had without a relationship with him and reliance on him. In verse 26, he writes about one of the most dangerous things he encountered was being involved with women who worship idols. He writes, whoever pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. We know this happened to Solomon. 
His wives led him away from solely worshiping God. It's easy to see idol worship in the Old Testament, but it is more difficult to see the idols we worship today, the things we put more importance on than God. May the Lord deliver us from the idols which we seek, and may we lean on and rely on God alone. In chapter 8, Solomon writes about the good and the wicked and doesn't see a difference in their final outcome. In fact, some good people suffer and die early while some wicked people live longer lives. Then he writes again about enjoying what we eat and what we drink and taking joy in our work because this is from God. He saw how men worked hard, which seemed meaningless in the end. We will never understand all the ways of God this side of heaven, but may we continue to seek him over the things of this world. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 58. David writes about unfair judges. He sees their lack of righteousness. The whole psalm deals with their ungodly ways and how David asks God to deal with them. We may look at our world in a similar way, wondering why there is so much wickedness and wrongdoing. We can pray God watches over and protects us, and we can pray that God will keep us seeking him and not the ways of the world. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us to rely on you and you alone. Increase our faith in you. Help us look to you for everything we need. Keep our eyes and hearts fixed on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.